has to say is an insult of some form. But I pretty much expect that same level of mediocre professionalism out of you, Eddie. Very mediocre. Look at how mediocre his professionalism is, Fig. This dude ain't even here on camera. Can't even defend himself. That's where we're at with this. Disgusting. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. With it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Spit out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's where I'm mad. Okay. You chasing clock on no way your shit turns. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of the I'm Gonna Get In Trouble podcast. It's your boy leading it off this time, Terrence G. Yeet, yeet, skeet, skeet. I got my boy Eddie Lyles. You can't see him on the camera. He's in there doing something. I don't want to make assumptions here, but we'll let him do it. Hopefully it doesn't get too loud or all. I'm well, muted, you, Fig. Yo. I'm muted, Fig. But ladies and gentlemen, we got our guest comedian, Fig, is in the building. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming What's on. What's up, man? Thank you for having me, man. Hey, man, we out here. One, I'm I'm always just shitting on Eddie because it's fun half the time. Like it's just look at it. Is it though? It's fun. Is it? Is it though? Yeah. Is it, it really? Yeah. Fuck you. All the time. I don't like you. <laughs> I, mean, I really don't like you. Yo, yo <laughs> Fig, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. We really do. Hey, appreciate man, my that. pleasure, man. I, I love doing stuff like this, man. And in COVID, this is all we could do. Mm. Yeah. Hey. So, is is COVID? Because you you in New York, right? Uh, I'm I'm actually in CT. Uh, live in Brooklyn, man. Uh, born and raised in Brooklyn, man. But I'm in Connecticut right now. Mm. Is that like so a temporary on. thing, or is that like where no, you man, stay and you're kind of bouncing right back now, and forth? Man, it's, okay. uh, you know, uh, got up out of the city a few years ago, man. Uh, been traveling around back and forth to Los Angeles, stuff like that. Came back, and uh, you know, now I'm in CT, man. Nice and comfortable, you know. So look, I'm about to move up to New York, right? And yeah. everybody, so I was about to move to the Bronx, and then everybody was the like, boogie down, the boogie down." Everybody was like, "You gonna hate it!" Like as a comedian, everybody was like, "You gonna hate it!" And I was like, "Why?" It was like because it's too far from everything. But y'all be living in Connecticut, like Bronx. The Bronx is yo, man. You know how many, dude? You know how many shows is in the Bronx? The Bronx ain't far from nothing. I, 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 now, when it, now. Are they talking about you gonna be doing mainstream rooms? Is that what you're looking at doing? I'm doing, yeah, I do both. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dual comic. I do, I literally run through both sides. If you're doing mainstream rooms, uh, the Bronx is a little far because all of the, uh, all of the mainstream rooms is Lower Manhattan, Midtown, right. stuff like that. Right. So you, you have to take a little trek to go downtown to do it. But listen, unless you got that money. Man, you 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 ain't trying to be in Midtown Manhattan, man. Let me tell you something. You you can get a closet for maybe about thirty five hundred a month. <laughs> a whole closet. No, I, I was looking at Jersey City, so I was looking at Jersey, Jersey City. Jersey City is beautiful, man. Because uh, I get yeah, and it's it's got a lot of dope heads. It's a, it's a lot of crackheads over there. In Little Jersey City, that. nah, man, you be good. Jersey City, listen. Jersey City That's might be a little on, depending on where you are in Jersey City, it might be a little on the expensive side too, man, because uh, Jersey City is like a couple minutes out of, you're like a half an hour out of Midtown, man. Yeah, but the path is only like, it's across the street, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. And then you just catch the right. path every way. So that's, that's, that's that was why I was looking at it, but I, I'm, I'm trying to take consideration of everybody else. I My place right now is the Bronx. So, because I'm doing by city, so I'm gonna be two cities. So I'm gonna be in 
Um, I'm still going to be in Maryland, and then I'm also going to be in the Bronx. Oh, I'm also in New York. Yeah, man, Jersey City is real close. Uh, you know, you you already headed towards Maryland. Right. You closer to Maryland and Jersey City. I mean, if you if you could do either or, and and you're gonna be back and forth doing um doing mainstream rooms and maybe down in Maryland too, I would I would pick Jersey City over the Bronx all day. See, and that and that was what that was what the conversation is. But everybody keeps saying like, how do y'all do the Connecticut thing? Is what is is which it is mind boggling to me. We whip everywhere, man. Y'all doing our did- drives though, ain't you? Yeah, man, but listen, that's that's what we do. That's what we I mean, listen, when you when you in New York City comic, put it to you this way. Brooklyn is a borough. If Brooklyn was a state, it'd be the fourth largest state in America. Yeah, that's I heard how that. big Brooklyn is by itself. We do the borough thing, man. We do the Bronx, Manhattan, uh, we do Harlem, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Long Island, and that's just in that's that's just our boroughs. Then we hit Jersey, Connecticut. We drive, right? But if you're doing if you're doing gigs in the city, that's that's either a train ride or an Uber ride. You know what I mean? Right. You don't need you don't you don't need uh, you don't transportation, need and you don't want to be driving in the city because parking is crazy. You need a uh, you need a doctor a, a doctorate in uh, parking sign reading. Oh, I'm good. So that you don't get your car booted or towed or get yeah. several tickets in Manhattan. Facts. Oh no, I'm good with it. Oh, I, look, see, this is this is what everybody in Manhattan don't be understand. Oh, people that be going to Manhattan don't understand. We from DC, bro. We worse. It's hieroglyphics. It's oh, hieroglyphics. Okay. DC way. DC be like, you can't park here between six thirty a.m. six thirty p.m. Unless you're a bus 7, and it's unless 7 you a, p.m. right at seven p.m. You gotta be have a residential joint. But then pedestrians, if they're wearing a shoe on the right foot. Right. On a that's Tuesday, dead ass though. You, that's right. You that's can't right. park that's on the know. left side of the street. You can't. It, 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 it fucked up. It'd be like literally the right side be this that one joint, and on the left side you got to read a whole obituary about oh, somebody's life. Three or four different times on the same pole. Yes, it's, it's like the equivalent of reading a recipe. Hey, <laughs> hey, New Yorkers get caught up, man. Because if you ain't paying attention, you in a hurry. You jumping in and out. You park. You look. You was like, "Am I good?" You see, they say, "Oh, it says to midnight on Tuesday." So it's technically Monday, and at midnight it becomes Tuesday. So yes. is it Tuesday right. now, right. or is it really Monday? And this might go into <laughs> Wednesday. Um, uh, and this this week was next week. Last week yeah. and last week was this week. Next week and yeah. only on the first. And <laughs> bro, it be it be too much. Man, It'd be too much. Like, hey, look, Alex is making a joke, but this some real. There are parking spots in fucking DC that is like, uh, pregnant moms only. Yeah, like, preg- like, bitch, how you know if the mom was pregnant or not? Like, what are you all just sit there and wait? Like, handicap, are you serious right now? <laughs> handi- handicap parking. Um, um, yeah. uh, family parking. Mamas with babies. If you get the strolling up, yo, man, it, it, it's so crazy. Be, um. Yeah. I parked at a meter, put money in it. When the building came back outside, there was a boot on my car because the meter didn't go into effect until after a certain hour. I'm like, oh, right. come on, come on, man. Then but it to took your the- money just the same. Oh, yeah. But they put it, no, they put a boot on the car. I had to take a cab all the way to the west side to the parking place, pay, pay for the boot to come off because if I didn't get to the boot within three hours, then they was going to tow it. 
I'm like, yo, come on, man. That's crazy. Now, now what I do when I go into Manhattan, I just park in a in a uh, in a parking lot, forty fifty dollars for an hour, whatever and stuff. I'm parking because guess what? Parking is always cheaper than the ticket. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It, you, it is. It is. Listen, no, there is no fifty dollar tickets in the city. No, you come right. to Manhattan, tickets is a hundred dollars plus. Fifty dollars. Yeah, so is you, y'all parking. You, what are you, you talking might be about lucky. Right the the couple times I went to New York, you might be lucky to get fifty dollars to talk a dude from getting your vehicle off the tow truck from that point. But you still got to get the goddamn boot taken off by whoever put the boot. First off, off first off, listen. I don't know if you guys understand how boots work. That means you guys have multiple tickets that you didn't pay. You don't no, get a boot they, for the first they put one. A boot on my car. I had no tickets. They put a boot on my car just because I was parked there, and they was like, "If I didn't go and pay, um, for for the, for the ticket that I got right there that minute, then they was right. gonna tow it." So I had three hours to go pay for the ticket and the boot to come off, and then come back to my car, and they was gonna take it off. They had to call. Yeah. And the, the dispatch had to call and tell the tow truck okay, driver, yeah, you can take the boot off because he paid for this. He had to pay for that ticket right then. He ain't no 30 days to pay for it. You had to pay for it right then and there, or yeah. they was going to tow it, which is, was additional $150. Yeah. On Never top seen of that one. And the boot. Yep. Never seen that one. Not going to lie to you here. Never seen that in my life. Yes, that's, sir. Nah, that's yes, why. Now, every time oh. I've, I've, I've gotten tickets up in New York, like, you know what I'm saying? You, go, you think you can catch the meter. You'd be like, all right, I'm going to run up real quick. I'm gonna run up here real quick, and then what's name? Then they come back, and them parking people are ninjas. Like them up, them they, they up black suits. Stuff. They all blacked out. They hit that joint real quick, and then they gone. And man, they you hop. never see them. Never you see. Never see them. It's like it's like if you're driving the speed limit on the highway, ain't no cops around. As soon as you decide to go 90, 100, they they come out of everywhere. Yep. And, and, and y'all bammers definitely go 100 up in New York. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all are. I remember, I remember I tried to follow two people that were New Yorkers in New York, and I was like, just send me the fucking address. Like, don't, I'm not following you no more. Because y'all bamish do 110 while somebody's following you. Like, it's no reason to drive that fast, New York. None. Jersey even worse. Jersey will cut you off while, will cut somebody off while somebody following them, and then that person will cut you off too. You're like, yo, I really feel like I'm about to die. I hate y'all driving, yo. I hate y'all driving so much. <laughs> like, man, if you if you don't drive aggressive in New York, you ain't getting nowhere. That's what I'm saying. But it's everything's not that serious. I literally listen. I'm, okay, there. listen. I dude, I literally saw, I literally saw 20 cars sit for like 10 minutes in New York because. Everybody was like, man, fuck this. And then drove around them and swerved in front of the dude in front. And yeah, then, man. but then it was a couple of people that was trapped in this one lane and the people right here wouldn't let them come out. And it was just like basically everybody in the back just swerving around, going into this second lane. And just like, dog, New York is one of them places where it's like, don't step out. Like, you better put your foot out there. You, you, you better put your foot, because if you don't put your foot out there, I'm going to keep driving. And if you put your foot out there, I might still keep driving and hit your foot. I might just do that. It's yo, it's <laughs> extremely aggressive now in New York. Not only do you deal with other drivers, you deal with truckers, buses, cabs, Ubers, right. and crazy pedestrians that look yeah, at right. you like, even though you got the light, you better not hit me. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So crosswalks you don't mean anything. Crosswalks so, mean nothing. Do you think that's why New York comics like because I, I, I how do I word this? I want to word this correctly. Right. All right. So like in comedy, you've been doing comedy a long time. I remember seeing you on Comic View a long time ago. Yeah. So mm -hmm. so you have comics. They always have these reasons why another comic made it versus them. Everybody comes up with an excuse on like, oh, he only made not everybody, but a lot of people will come up with, oh, he only made it because he only they only made it because of this. With New York comics, you hear a lot of people like they only made it because they're in New York. And I'm like, nah, because y'all have a very different. Y'all have a large range of comics in New York on the black side and on the white side. Yeah. Why is it, though, that New York comics are just so goddamn aggressive for no reason? What is that about? Is it's it because y'all driving? Because y'all no, niggas no, no, are no. aggressive. Let me tell you, New York... <laughs> New York is like, we're like an aggressive town, but I'll tell you, this is the way I describe it. We have so much competition going on in New York is that mm. if you're not aggressive, um, you, you're never going to get nowhere. It's like the audiences, a lot of the audience have a short attention span. So you, mm. you got to grab them immediately. And if you don't grab them immediately, you can lose your whole set. You got to get them in the beginning and bring them into your world like quick. And you got to do it aggressively because if a dude spent, if a person spent their money to come to see you at a comedy club, think about this, what they passed up. They passed up the movies, a restaurant. They passed up Broadway, a club. They could. There's so much that you could have did that night but you decided right. to spend your night, your money in this comedy club. And if I spend my money in this comedy club, I'm, I'm spending X amount of dollars to get in. It's a two drink minimum. Then I buy food before I know it. I done spent a hundred dollars. Yo, this dude better be funny, yo. Right, right. Because I spent my money and it's not just regular comedians. I've seen mm. celebrities get the business in New York because they come in, oh, I'm a celebrity. I could take my time. Ooh. I could lollygag. No, let me explain something to you. Them people in the audience still spend that same amount of money. So they yeah. happy to see you. But after that first initial few minutes is off, you got to bring it or else they ain't having it from you neither. Wow. Yeah. It's, 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 and, and, and I've never got, I've never gotten booed. I've Stop. never got booed. Stop. Hold you on. just started yesterday, y'all. No, no, no. Hit a statement out. Hit a statement all the way out. Hit a statement all the way out before you go there. I've never gotten booed, but I have definitely had a talking to multiple times in New York. Like, what I mean by like, you say something in New York, like, I'll be like, man, fuck y'all. And I heard, man, fuck you then, nigga. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask you I've gotten the, I've gotten the, I've gotten the, man, anyway. So, what? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like they, yes, oh, sir. I, that's what I said. I've never got booed, but I'm definitely. How long, <laughs> how long you been doing comedy? I'm in ten. I'm in ten. Let me tell you this: we paved the way and smoothed it out because when comedy first started in New York, when when the urban scene really broke in, right? It was so hood and so gangster. 
that you had to be, there was no real room for New Jacks. New Jacks got booed on a regular. We sort of smoothed out the boo. It's rare in New York right now that you'll find an audience that'll boo you. It's oh. rare, so rare, wow. because the comedy has gotten so sophisticated. All of the right. vets that came um, before us and in my era sort of smoothed it out. And the audience is like, don't mess with them because these cats is good. They'll get at you. Right. And they stop. They stop booing. Like, I my I broke. Oh, you saying that they got trained that everybody was so good at the snaps that they like just up, let we me chill broke out. Our stuff in um in Harlem in the Uptown Comedy Club. That's where a lot right. of the urban um comedy in New York it began in, in, in New York was at the Uptown Comedy Club, right down the street from the Apollo, which right. is famous for booing. So booing right. was a staple Sand in man. New York. It's like if you got booed, you knew you was in New York City. It was just like, yo, right. that was your initiation. Right. <laughs> and then we we did, when we first started, because the, the, the mainstream rooms wouldn't have us, we started our own little comedy spots. And that's how the, the, the underground or urban, or they call it the Chitlin circuit, that's how they started in New York. And so, those were all gangsters. So then... I was about to. Say, you, I think you about to do it, Terrence. Go ahead. Yeah, because I was gonna say that's one that we always float back to because it's something that that we have a breadth of experience in. In the fact that Eddie is a guy that goes to mainstream and urban. In my eight years of doing comedy, I've come up in mostly urban, and we always kind of brush around that discussion of mainstream versus urban because it's really how it's framed, right? Is it's versus, despite the fact that there's positives and negatives from both that you could take. What's your thoughts and feelings on those things? When you even hear those terms, mainstream versus urban, what does Fig think of? What does that make you feel? How does that go for you? First off, there's a couple of things that come to mind. The, the pros and cons. In, in the mainstream rooms, the pros are you get an audience that will listen, and they come for comedy, and they they absolutely going to pay attention to what you have to say. And you have the luxury of being able to take your time in a comedy club. Those are the mainstream rooms. In a comedy room, you don't have that luxury. You got to bring it and you got to be super funny in a room as opposed to a comedy club because the comedy club knows there's another comic coming on. They sort of train on there's another comic that's coming on that might that might be more my taste and they're willing to wait. They're more patient mm. in the room. In a comedy club, the money ain't that great. Right. You may make $25 a set, $50. If you that dude, you really popular, you may get $100 on the weekend if you're closing out. Maybe <laughs> in an urban room, it's $100 off the muscle. That's 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 bare minimum right now. Back in the right. day, it, it bare minimum was $50. It was $50, $7,500 spot. I'm talking 25 years ago. Right. right. It was 50, 75, 100 dollars. But here's the thing. The urban circuit came because the main circuit wouldn't have you. So right. basically, <clears throat> the politically correct way to say it is it's segregation. Well, we don't worry about the, the, the politically still, correct. It's still to this day, <laughs> still to this day is segregated. 
-hmm. you because if a if a if a comedy club has an urban night, that's segregation. Right. If you got an urban night, that's segregation. Because if it's all inclusive, then all comics should be able to work Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Without any problem. If you got an without, urban uh, night specifically for urban comedians, that's segregation. That's segregation all day. Or you still so get those comments. You still get those comments, right? Like, well, that's that's too a little too much of an urban style, or that's a little too, you know. But that's and but this is the thing that I was what, what you, I think my audience, right? I hate I hate when people say I I hate when not when people say that's a word. I hate when like promoters, comedy clubs, or what's the name, say shit like that. Of like, oh, I mean, like, well, his style's very urban, or his style is like, hey, look at it, dickhead, like. We are in the comp that is for audience members, my nigga. Style differences and all that shit is for audience members. As a producer or a promoter, bro, put up the funniest people, fam. Like, and if it exactly. or like, and we understand that, like, th there's gonna be there's networking involved. I do understand. Everybody understands that you it's who you know, who you rock with. But at the same time, you worried about. I had in DC. I had a. I have. We do. We do the. I'm gonna get in trouble live show. On the live show, we had Miss Rita, Josh Kaderna, and uh, uh, Dave Butler. None of these comic styles match up, and the audience loved it. You know why? Yeah. Because they were all at least funny. Right. You get what I'm saying? And it, it, it opens it up. If you going when when they when they do this whole like urban, this is urban night, mainstream night, or like the white comics do this joint, the black comics do this joint, the white comics that talk a little bit black, they do this joint. The white, the black comments that talk a little bit white do this joint. I'm like, bro, I, I ain't got time for this shit. Yo, I don't want to hear this. That's crazy because I, I, my company, I, I got a company and it's called Funny is Funny. Right. And I named it that because at the end of the day, that's what it's really all about. I don't care. I don't care what your nationality is, what color, your sexual orientation whether you clean, dirty, I don't care what it is. At the end of the day, funny is funny. Mm -hmm. And the audience is the one. Now, now the people that, that make these distinctions, I call them the gatekeepers. You yeah. know what I mean? The managers, um, the agents of the club or, or the owners or what have you. Oh, I only want this or I only want that. Years right. ago, one when of when, uh, uh, the managers of a club told my dude, uh, we got enough black comedians. What the what the hell is that? Does that mean? You got enough black like? Can you have enough white comedians? Right. Can you have enough females? What do you mean you got enough? Right. I, yeah. I got enough. Like I got my. I met my quota. Like I met my quota. Like I, what I, are you and, talking and, about? I will say I I and I and I and I and I do it a lot. Like I'll be like, all right, I do want a white comic on. Why do I want a white comic? Because we had a lot of black comics on. Like I'll do want a female comic on. Why you want a female comic on? Because I had a lot of dude comics on. Like that, I understand that one, but I've never had too many. That's a, that's question. a statement. Have you, have you ever heard in a in a mainstream room? Have you ever heard? I had too many white comics on. I need to put a no. black guy on. Never. It's a, segregation. That's exactly never. what I'm saying. It's never. It never works the other way. It's never. Right. It's never. Said. I I had too many white male comedians that's been on this stage tonight. Mm -hmm. We need to mix this up. And then you know what it is, and 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 and, and it, it fucking hurts because it feels like like white guys like this is what when white people are like, there's no white privilege. No, the white privilege is is that you don't even think about this shit. As a black comic, we got as a black promoter, a, a black showrunner, 
you got to be like, oh, well, did I run too many? Did I run too many? Because they just run without prejudice. And then when somebody says, oh, well, you guys are being racist. I'm never racist. I have friends. I, I, put, I put this black guy up. You put the whitest black dude that you can find. Like that's a like like and let's just be honest like because like this the, the, the black the black dudes that piss me off are the most are the black dudes who went to prop who went to uh, private school for a long period of time and it took a long time for them to figure out that their white friends were racist and now they big black power niggas and but they talk just how the white dudes want them to talk and then the white dudes be like I put I put him up and he's very uh, against uh, racism it's like nigga shut the fuck up bro. That 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 nigga's cool. That nigga's not. That nigga's not big. That nigga's not Eddie. That nigga's not talent. You know what I'm saying? Well, the reason that stuff happened like that is, um, there's always the guy. They they call him. Uh, I hate to use the word Coonan, Tommen, all that stuff like that. But there's always the 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 guy or the guys or the people that they feel comfortable with. Right. You know what I mean? That they that they'll put on and stuff like that. Me, I just don't have the time to go and kiss ass to be in your comedy club so you can pay mm. me fifty dollars and 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 make me feel like you're doing me a favor. Right. Because at the end of the day, you if you gonna put on the best show in your in your comedy club, then you're gonna put on the best show. If it's based on color, sexual orientation, or male, female, whatever it is, then you're you're not putting on the best show. You 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 you're actually shortchanging your audience without even realizing it because you're not giving them the best of what you have available to you. Like it's like somebody come. It's like I got a restaurant. Somebody comes in my restaurant and they order a steak, and I give them the thinnest piece of steak that I can. Like I give right. them steak gum. I don't even give a right. steak and <laughs> You know what I mean? Like lunch meat thin type steaks. Right. Instead of giving them what they pay for, because at the end of the day, they're going to pay the same price whether you give them Joe Blow off the street or Dave Chappelle comes in and, and, mm. and want to knock out an hour or whatever and stuff like that. You but do you think it? Now, do you, now, this is my thing. This is, mm. And this is a, 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 a kind of a. Just a caveat to it, right? I don't, I don't know if I'm using that word right. It, whatever. <laughs> it's also business, and I don't think people get that part. Like, not everybody wants to get that part. Comics hate business. Comics hate talking business. Comics hate talking numbers. Unless that number is going in my pocket, I don't give a fuck about that number, right? <laughs> like, right. And I, and, and I, as a comic with that produces, it's like, bro, I understand the business side of it. Absolutely. The fifty dollars isn't the fifty dollar payment. I think at certain places, uh, is because they they holding on the money so that the big guys come in, they can pay them a little bit more, and they tell them, "Hey, hold off, yo, you got paid a hundred. Like you get what I'm saying? Like, and I know that shit happens sometimes. Some places that I know. That's that's neither here there. But for the most part, the reason why that fifty dollars is there is because we never know when, um. When this show is going to do bad, and we got to cover the cost for that, because we don't, you know what I'm saying? If like and like, so for one of my shows, like I have a show, I have a show, and this just happened to us. Well, we had 120, we had 120 tickets. The next show, no change in promotion, no change in promotion whatsoever. The next show was 30. 
You get what I'm saying? And that shit happens every blue moon. But that's kind of funny that you would say that. And I've I put on shows like since forever. Um, mm. I've, I've had my my own room, like man, since the very beginning of comedy, like when we we started branching out. But um, I always say to the promoter, you can say you're gonna give a dude a hundred dollars, and when your room is packed. Say you got somewhere between one to two hundred people at twenty dollars a ticket. My math is good. At a hundred, you did two grand. At two hundred, mm-hmm. you did four. At three hundred, you did six grand. All your mm-hmm. comedians got a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You ain't never gave them no bonus. You gave them right. nothing extra. You just took your money and you bounced. You pocketed. Yeah. Now, when you got that twenty dollars and it's thirty people in the room, come over here and let me holler at you a minute. No, 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 dude. And, so, and that's, and that's my you. point. You can't that's holler at me because mm. when you win and you ain't giving yeah. up no extra. So you ain't giving up no bonus. You ain't yep. shortchanging right. me. Dig in your yep. pocket. Have yep. a little kitty from the time when you walked away with six grand. No, dig that's in, and that's in that count. That's that now. See, and that's where I say this is business. There's people, and that's why I say, like, there's people that I always say this shit. There's people that do there's people that are evil and people that are good that do the same things. All right. Right. Like. And that and that right there is one of those examples of yo, you was just being a piece of shit, and you right. try to do the same thing that people that for the reason why other people do it. But the kick is, is like if I's thirty people in my room or one hundred and twenty people in my room, I still owe this comedian his money. I still okay. owe my DJ his money. I still got to pay for my promotion. Like I don't give a fuck how you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. go in your pockets. And if you didn't have the money for the show up front, you shouldn't have had the fucking show. Like you it's, it's really, you, you should, you, I, I tell people that shit all the time, bro. You, you should, don't like, do the like, fucking show. You know what? I what like this is this is something that like came to me um a, a while ago, but at the end of the day, if you really break down what comedy is, yeah, you can't afford it. They, you Fact. can't afford comedy. You can't afford what a comedian could do on that stage, and what happens the the transformation that happens. When a comic is on stage and he's doing good, and and what happens to the audience when he's doing what he does at his best, you right. can't pay for that. No. So no matter what you give me, it's never going to be enough. Right. And and um, now now you there's certain levels where you get to thirty grand, forty, fifty, a hundred, whatever, and stuff like that. A show. Now, now you eating. You know what I mean. Right. But at this level, whatever I charge you. You got a deal because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when I bring what it is that I bring, the audience is getting something that they can't even pay for. You know what I mean? The promoters right. can't pay for it and the audience can't pay for it. How many times you went in the room and you did your thing and somebody came over to you and said, man, I had a death in the family or I, I lost my sister or I, I just had a a." a a, a bad night or whatever, or, or this happened to me. This happened. I'm so glad I came out. You made me right. laugh. You did this. You know, you changed a person's life. You you for that moment, for that 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever that you on stage, you actually transforming a person's life. You can't pay for that. Right. You can't pay for that. But then, and so like my thing is with that, I, I feel like going back to our original, what's the name? Our original topic, because I think you absolutely hit something on the head, right? Of like you can't pay for this shit. <clears throat> I wish more urban com- urban style comics 
I wish more comics from the street or more comics from a, a better background, like our background, would go to the mainstream rooms. Not for the money, but because I think that it would, I think that we give them an out. Does that make sense? We give them the out. So we give them the out to not put on better. You remember how you were just talking about the steak them, like to not put the big meat on? Right. We give them the out to not put the big meat on because a lot of us are doing this shit. A lot of us are doing this shit. We don't like the struggle. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. How do I put this? A lot of these mainstream comics will shack up six people in a room. A lot of the urban comics won't. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I know mainstream comics that do it. Like, we'll literally go get a hotel and it'd be four of them in one room. And I know a lot of urban comics that'd be like, nigga, we ain't all standing in no goddamn room together. You all should goddamn mind. Like, you get what I'm saying? So you need the funds. You get what I'm saying? I can't even have one dude in my room with me. Like, like, see what I'm saying? Paul. See what I'm saying? I can't do that, yo. But, but I think, I feel like the mainstream, a lot of the mainstream, the quote unquote mainstream side of clubs get away with not booking as many urban style comics or not having to book as many urban style comics because they know that the urban style comics ain't coming over there. You know, the you see what I'm saying? Is, man, because because if all of us was going over there, then we could literally be like, now I told this is what we was talking about. We all came over here. We all been down on Greenwich Village on, on what's what's I forgot that street. We all been down here Stella. working. You've been down we, in the, the cellar. We, we all I mean the cellar's a little bit, I'll get a cellar a little bit different because it's you know what I'm saying the cellar it's not better, but but let's say like Greenwich Village or or or, or, or Grizzly Pear or whatever, whatever the case might be. We all been down this joint, we all been working this joint. Ain't no way in hell you can tell me. That these motherfuckers don't think that we better than the, the people that they putting on stage. No way, because we can tell by the crowd. The crowd is telling you, but all the time, man. But the, here's the thing: it's just I got to a, like a lot of us have gotten to a certain stage in our career where it's just like I'm not kissing your ass or I'm not doing your open mic. You know mm. what I mean? So you could put money in your pockets. Like why am I? It, you know what it. it Man, I hate to hate to bring it down this low, but in order for me to get on the stage and perform while you making money off of the audience that I'm entertaining, you take all of the money and I walk away with lint in my pocket. That's almost like a a a, a modern day form of slavery mm. because I'm like working for free and you taking all of the profits. Yeah, you taking all of the money. You mean to tell me? I walk in this room, you can't, you got a room of a hundred people. They buying two drinks, they paid at the door, and and they and they probably bought some food, maybe some wings, some fries, some chicken fingers, stuff like that. You right. overcharged them, you know what I mean? Cause you in Manhattan, because you in the city. Right, 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 right. And you can't you can't give everybody that, that jumped on that stage a hundred a hundred a hundred dollars. Like you can't do that, and man, I, I and then and then and then to bring it down to to where you're doing it for free, I can't do. And then to be able to get on stage, they give you such a heart. Oh, you got to audition, you got to be passed, you got to yeah. do comedy yeah. this way, you got to do it that. Like, are you crazy? But I think it, 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 I I don't I'm not defending it. I I do feel like because I think both styles work. And I, I think both styles are needed. I, I guess in my head, I'm like, how do we make them 
cross sex. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like if these guys do shit for free, and then next thing we know, they on TV, and we like he was never that funny. It's like motherfuckers because he was in a room with people you that can put him on TV. That opportunity. Right. You're never gonna get that opportunity because when the people is in the room to make decisions and, and they looking for people to put on TV and stuff like that, you're not getting on the stage that night. Mm. They're not looking for you that night. Tell me how many dudes it's let's rare. Just do, let's just say in the last 10 years, how many dudes that you know that got brown skin that worked in a comedy club, somebody saw them and put them on TV. 10 years, the last 10 years. Are there five? It's, yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, man. We talk, and we're talking 10 years. Right. And but you don't think that's because it's a lack of us there. You think no. you know, there's a there's a bunch, <laughs> there's a bunch of guys who have went through that. Uh that there's a bunch of black guys that's at the cellar. There's a bunch of black guys that do yeah. this mainstream, uh, that mainstream circuit. It's like, when do they ever put you on? And the thing is, is that to me, it's like until we wake up and realize that I'm not going to wait for you to put me on. I'm going to put me on. We're going to yeah, have yeah. to do our own thing. It's like, your, I got ice. You got ice. Your ice is not colder than my ice. Yeah, so I'm right. going gonna, gonna, gonna to use my ice. I'm going to work with, if we learn how to do that, we can really, we don't need their rooms. Like, I don't need your mainstream room. I really don't because you're not going to invite me on your stage when you got people in the building who can make decisions. Yeah. And if we just stop going, to be honest with you, at this day and age, the clubs were closed. If we just say, you know what? We out. Put it to you this way. People can't see it in comedy. But if all the black dudes decided, I'm not playing basketball in the NBA, who watching? Right. If all the guys and all the black dudes said, ah, we're not going to play football in the NFL no more. Who's watching? Right. Mm. If all the black guys decided, look, forget these mainstream rooms that's going to treat me like a piece of crap and they're not going to pay me what I'm actually worth. I'm not going. We're going to set up our own stuff. We're going to do our own rooms. How long do you think it's going to be before our rooms is packed and their rooms is still doing regular. Oh, our rooms are already packed. That, and, and the reason I'm playing devil's advocate right now is because these are the conversations, I swear to God, <laughs> these are the conversations that we have all the time, and I be having them in my head of like, like I, 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 I was talking, I was talking to a comic, and I was like, they was like, um, yesterday, because everybody was like, Eddie, but you're a good promoter. And I was like, because basically somebody brought me up at a show and was like, he runs this, he, he runs is that. Hilarious, man. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm looking at you. You keep saying Eddie, and I keep saying Eddie Winslow, man. From... <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, man. Please forgive hey, me. Babe. Eddie, no, 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 that no, is not it. a dig, man. I just, I, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I apologize, man. I'm, no I'm apologies. So I, just, that, I just had this conversation this morning. No I was like, needed. these niggas keep calling me Eddie Winslow. I don't look like Eddie Winslow. And she literally <laughs> no. looked at me and was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm, go ahead. I mean, if your mustache was a little thicker, Eddie, like that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. Fuck you. No. All right. 
Tony Woods say this shit to me every day. That's how Tony Woods introduces That's me. That's my people. dude, man. I love Tony. He'll literally introduce he'll be like, you know who that is, right? That's Eddie Winslow from the cop. Like he'll say that every hilarious. That's my every dude, man. Day. I love Tony. I didn't know I look, I don't man. think I look like this dude. I'm being honest. You do, you know what it is? It, when, when you smile, you do look like him. Man. It's because his eyes. That was, that was somebody told me. Fuck it. I, you know what? I don't like none of y'all, okay? I don't like none of y'all. I don't like none of y'all at this moment. Take your looks. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. No, no. So, but what I was saying was like, yeah. So, somebody brought me up on stage, and they was like, "He does this, he does this, he does this," and I was like, "Yeah, don't bring me up like that." And he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because when I produce, I produce, but I'm a comic. I didn't come here to produce. So, why are you putting out my credentials as a producer? Uh, There's no point of you doing like you get what I'm saying. Like, because what we do is what we do as comics is we always like to try to like pay homage to each other. And I, and I, and I think that's what you're supposed to do. Right. But I think certain homage is not appreciated all the time. You don't right. need to tell what shows I run at an open mic. We had an open mic. None of us are getting paid. Like none, none of us are getting paid here. Don't, right. you don't, don't right. put my shit. No, no, coming to the stage, Eddie Lyles. That's all you gotta do. You, you get know, what sometimes, I'm it, so, sometimes it, it makes the audience uh, pay attention. Uh, appreciate, well, I don't, Look, you, you got to make them pay attention on your own. Um, but it right. makes sometimes it makes the audience appreciate. Like I got, um, like I came here. They got an open mic, but I got good caliber of comedians that is actually performing this night. So it kind of makes them feel like they got. But something. If, if it's on TV, but see, this is my thing. If it was like from Comic View, comedian fit, that's one thing. Right. You get what I'm saying? From the guy who runs this show down the street. What yeah, I did it. Yeah, you, every, doing, yeah. That, you get what I mean? So <laughs> right, the, the, the point I was making to them is, and I was and I was explaining it to them, and I was like, because on my producer side, it's not Eddie Lyle's productions, it's broken diamond. You get what I'm saying? Ah. It's I'm get so if it was my name production, I would get that. Right. But the re and like so everybody's like, so if you don't want to be named a producer, and it brings back to the everything, if you don't want to be named a producer, why do you produce so much? And I was like, because. Yeah, I came up 10 years when I came up 10 years ago in DC, it was only mainstream rooms, right? right? So everybody in the 10 year class in DC, a lot of people in the 10 year class in DC, inside of DC, had to go through mainstream because it wasn't no urban rooms inside of DC. All mm. the urban rooms was in PG County, mm. which everybody calls DC, it's still part of the DC scene, but it's really Maryland. So if you didn't uh, drive, where, 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 where where's Tacoma? Tacoma is is, is Maryland. Yeah. Okay. All right. But so, and this is the thing, right? So Tacoma State, you, you're talking about Tacoma Station, the, the yep. tavern. Tacoma yep. Station is on the DC line. So literally, when you when you look out at, at Tacoma Station, across that street is Maryland. On where oh, Tacoma wow. sits is DC. Yeah, I did um I did Tacoma, um, but that was a while ago. Yeah, you know it, 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 it people just bought Tacoma back for comedy uh recently, but it but it wasn't it wasn't an open mic. It's never really been an open mic. It was always no, no, the no, it was, it was always game. the vets. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so as when you starting out in DC, you had to run through these mainstream. Now, two years in, like a couple years in, a lot of the urban rooms start popping back up, and everybody stop. You start meeting more new comics, and you start just how comedy works. You the more people you meet, the the bigger your surroundings get. Absolutely. That's just how it works, right? Absolutely. But what I always saw was. The black comics, the only the only black comic that was putting on big shows in, in DC that was a, a independent was Eddie Bryant, 
right? Ah, another one yeah. of my dudes, man. Yeah, Eddie Bryant. Everybody love Eddie Bryant. But yeah, I was my my um my my um one of my contemporaries is uh Cleasy. Mm. Joe Clear. Joe Claire, Joe Claire, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's 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 one of the cats that I came up with. Joe Claire, uh, Tony Woods, you know what I mean. Um, when right. Dave first came out, when he was when he was real young, you know what I mean. And um, I just met Eddie Bryant. As a matter of fact, um, I met Eddie through um Joe Claire because Joe Claire was doing a show up here, and he brought Eddie Bryant with him, mm. and that's how I met Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Eddie is hilarious, man. Love Eddie's Eddie, a man. beast. Yeah, Eddie that, Bryant's that's a beast, dude, man. I, I love Eddie Bryant, man. But, that, but he, it was one of those things. Like that's if you the mainstream people, they didn't, they wouldn't put us on. They would make us jump through a whole rack of hoops, and, and then they would be like, "Oh, y'all black, like y'all, y'all use that comic view style, which was a a way of the comic view. They would, they would always label us comic comic view style or Def Jam or style, Def Jam. right? And it was like that was the way of being like you niggas, like real shit. And then, and then, because, and, and and I say that with Turns being here because Turns was even as a white guy was labeled as the white guy who did too, the comic too, stuff. Well, because it would be too urban. I I remember even one time I got told that my name was too black. Ironically enough, but too black on a flyer because it was Terrence G, right? And and it was one of those things that was like, I didn't piece it together, but. I guess, you know, obviously when you think about it, it's like the comedian and things tends to right. be that. But those things trigger flyers too. Yeah. And promoters will be like, yeah, it's a little too urban for my don't taste. Don't put the, like, the comedian. I'm, a lot of people I, I don't, don't know my name. My name, Eddie Lyles, DC. And it was, be, and, I, and I stuck with it since. But because the DC is the comedian. And it just, oh, wow. it just, you and know, it just you ran together. Crazy. <sighs> Listen. But it, it was everybody used to talk. Everybody like mainstream comics. That's what they do. They talk. So I was like, oh, you know what? I can. I'm. I used to promote Go Go's. Oh, I'm good at this. Yeah, fuck this. No, like I don't want your club. I don't need. I don't give a fuck about none of the clubs out here. I worry about I just, clubs outside. I just me, like like I'm you good. said, Fig. I don't give a fuck about rubbing the elbows to get to your stage yeah. to do to do things your way. That's the part I have the problem with. Is it's always doing things do their way. And the, and the funny thing about it is, is that if you go to a club and a comic comes, what gives the audience variety? Is that when you go in the, when you go to a club and each comedian does their own thing their own way? If I do my comedy like you, then I lost myself. Right. Do, 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 I, when I tell young comics, I say, and they, they say, Well, what kind of advice can you give me? I said, Well, I'll tell you this. Stay on stage, always try and create new stuff. And the one most important thing that I would tell you to do is. Always be yourself, because right. if you're trying to be like somebody else, then you're gonna lose you. And if you go out trying to be somebody else and you fail, then you never know how successful you could have been by being yourself. I'd rather fail being me than to fail being somebody else, because being me, I might blow up or I might I might do something special by being myself. But if I'm pretending to be somebody else and I fall flat on my face. Then nobody ever know. Then nobody or, ever know what the real me was like. Or like I, I always bring it up, you know, Dan Whitney. 
You could sit there and throw that name. Most people would be like, who the fuck is that? But if I flip that and say Larry the Cable Guy, everybody yeah. would know uh, what I'm talking about, right? I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be somebody out here doing a fucking character or a stick and be like, hit, da, 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 get it right. And then like, that's not, that's inauthentic. It's not my deal. Fuck that. Right. Not doing it. I just, I like at the end of the day, man, I just rather, I'd rather go on stage, be myself. If I go, if all three of us went on stage being our authentic self, 100% being true to yourself, talking what it is that's on your mind, in your head, whatever, what you feel, then the audience gets a different, they get a different type of comedy every time a different comedian hits the stage. Mm -hmm. But if everybody has the same style, or you got to do it this way, and you got to have three jokes mm -hmm. a minute, and then you got to do it like this, and hold yeah. the mic this way, and walk that way, then everybody's doing the exact same thing. Same and the thing. audience is looking at him like, yo, I, I just saw him in the last comedian, and this one is just like that one, and that one is just like that one. Yeah. Where's, where's your variety? And, and right. this, this has nothing to do with color or or male or female, but if everybody's doing the same thing, that sound is the same all the time. You're getting the same sound like, yo, this the Back. same rhythm, the same cadence, the same yo, sound. I, it, it, I told weird. somebody... Somebody told me when I was when I was younger, when I was younger in comedy, when I first I think like my first two years of comedy, it was like, hey man, stop, stop. Uh, I was I forgot what I was I was doing something. And he was like, yo, stop doing that. And I was like, why? He was like, because they're not laughing at you. They're laughing at the dude that they saw do that same exact thing better. Wow. And I was like, what? And he's like, yo, like yeah, because you. He was like, your joke setups. Your joke setups, your your cadence, and your style is very similar to this person. It's not like in, in terms is for every all the listeners previously. This wasn't a Patrice thing, like because everybody will say I try to act like I I I, I assimilate Patrice because I another one of my dudes, man. I, I yeah. Right, God so, God bless God bless the dead man. Love Patrice. God bless man. the dead. But yeah, like people like but uh, I forgot who it was. I was uh, mimicking. In my head, I was mimicking, um, tap, uh, not Bill Hicks. I forgot. Either way, because I don't do it no more, so that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't the jokes weren't the same. But I was literally like, I was really like set up premise punch, set up premise punch, laugh set up premise punch. Like it was that was how my jokes all worked. The rhythm and the cadence, yeah. And the rhythm and the cadence was you, very similar. You, you didn't steal his jokes; you stole his persona. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then this, and this is where this is where I started getting upset. Is because when I started acting more like me, that was when everybody was like, "Oh, you trying to be like Patrice?" And I was like, "No." Like I didn't even know who he was. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I like Patrice I was, and then I found out our stories were the same, and I was like, "Oh." Another one of my yo, Patrice is another one of my dudes, man. Absolutely hilarious. His style was completely different. You right. could tell that Patrice was always being himself because it was it was nothing like nobody else was like that. Nobody else was doing stuff just like him. He was right. he was, right. you know, he, he was. And that's why that's why it was so popular, because, look, he, he was himself. He was authentic. You know what I mean? And he, and he was funny. You know, the stuff that he said was hilarious. Um, right. You know, there was somebody and I hate I don't want to look. He was in L.A. And I'm not saying this to be any way disrespectful because at the time he was a young comic and I just told him, yo, 
I was like, I, and I pulled him to the side. I was like, hey, man, you sound just like your dad. And we already got him. And I was like, by what you doing, I could tell that you got a lot of talent and you really funny. But if you keep if you keep that cadence like your father, people are never going to see you. They always going to see him. Mm, and right. I'll just tell you, with I, I don't want to call nobody's name, but it, it was uh, the last name was Wayans. Oh, I knew you were talking about Damon. Because <laughs> he does. He reminds everybody of his father. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but, he's, but he's hilarious on his own. Like, no, him I and his cousins. I was at his Def Jam taping and he destroyed the place. When we were in LA, he destroyed yeah. it. But he was doing himself when he when he's on stage, and and you your your mannerisms is like your dad and stuff like that. It's just like we don't even see you. I see like because I could be a fan of yours and a fan of your father's at the same time yeah. because both of y'all right. are extremely talented. Your father's right. he's in another he's in another, another atmosphere league. as far as another his league. is concerned, yeah. as far as uh, stand up and 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 junior. Yo, man, he, he he's dope, man. He got he he got the talent, he got the gift, and and his jokes are funny. His his thought process is really good, right. and the stuff that he creates is good. But if you get on stage and you 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 walk and you talk and you do everything just like you're dead, then I told him I was like, we won't even see you. I was like, we yeah, love he, your, we love your. I've pop. seen him. I've seen pop. him live. Like, but we won't see you. We just gonna see you. It's almost like you pretending to be him. Even though he, he does, he he, like but him. he writes different. But he does write different. He Damon, does write different. Damon is more freestyle, where you can yeah. tell Junior is a lot more writing. Yeah. Him and his, him and his cousin, him and his cousin, the Dosky one, uh, Keenan's son. Um, I never saw him. Ken, yeah, him and his both up because Keenan's son does. They do the, you know, they write movies and stuff too. Oh, that's like, dope, man. They, you know, I'm yeah. Saying, to me, Damon Junior was is is uh. I thought he was super talented. I haven't seen him in a while. I thought he was super talented, super hilarious. You know, when I was living out in LA, you know what I mean? I used to see him at different clubs and stuff like that. And I just, you know, this was very early in the game when he was real young. This is before he taped Def Jam and stuff like that. He must have just, you know, uh, just started out and stuff like that. And I just, you know, I just pulled him to the side, you know, because I had a few years in the game and I just, I just told him, you know, like, like real, you know, like, yo, man, I like what you're doing. But you just sound, you know, just just like your dad. And if you do that, you know, your jokes are not the same. But if you right. follow his style and, and you you pick up his persona on stage, do you you never know how far you could go just by being you? Fast. Yo, Faye, this was amazing, bro. We gotta yes, wrap up. We so gotta much. wrap up fast, bro. So, like, yeah, we. I don't know if you realize we have fifty five. We oh we wow, man, that went by fast. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Yeah. Tell everybody what you got going on, Fig. Tell them where they can find you. Tell them everything uh, you got coming up as we wrap. Uh, I'm on all social media platforms at Comedian Fig. Um, I got my cup, man. Monday through Friday, man. If y'all guys are interested, man, we do this comedy show uh, called Box Seats. It's where comedians talk about sports. Uh, Monday through Friday, we on Facebook Live uh, on the uh, on Human Mill. Uh, okay. I don't know if y'all familiar with Human Mill. Uh, we we do that Monday through Friday, one to two p.m. Uh, it's on Facebook Live and it's on the uh, the Human Mill app. 
So myself, Talent, uh, Rodney Perry, uh, this, uh, Frank Holder is, is the moderator. We got Michael Sean. I don't know if y'all familiar with Michael Sean and um, the business bully, man. And, and we have different guests come on, man. We've had everybody from uh, John Starks. Um, mm. Yo, man, we had so many different guests. We had um, Chris Broussard. A lot of people come on. We have a lot of celebrity guests to come on the show. And we just talk. Well, I'm mad at Talon right now. It, it's like Bruce for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Talon's on the show every day, man. We talk for an hour. We laugh. We have a good time and we, and we talk about the sports, man, football, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, some of the social issues and stuff like that. We have a good time, man, called Box Seats, Monday through Friday, 1 and 2 p.m., man. Really hot, really fun. We have a good time, man. And this was a pleasure being on with you guys, too, man. No, this man, a, appreciate it. Your time went by so fast, it wasn't even funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> it man. was funny, bro. It was worth it. It was yeah, worth it. Like I, all it is is dropping gems. So we definitely appreciate you. Let's man. say soaking it in. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. Hey, not hey troublemakers. We see y'all soon, baby. That's why I'm mad with it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Straight out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it.